Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. It's that time again. This is the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast with, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I know. He's back. Julien Alaphilippe, ancien double champion du monde, qui lance le sprint maintenant. Julien Alaphilippe va s'imposer. Victoire pour la première fois de sa carrière. À nouveau. Eh bien, Julien Alaphilippe, renoue avec le succès. Alaphilippe is back. I don't care if you're good, if you're not. Alaphilippe is back, my friend. Wait, what? What, what was it again? That obscure, is the, is the obscure great, uh, right, one day race. Is the, where is that? I don't think I've ever great, driven through there. Is the, oh, you have actually. But oh we goodness. have together. It's the great Ardèche classic. Uh, Julien for how long? Uh, nine months. Yeah, he's, so he's on the way out. Yeah, oh, is he not, no, he's on the way back. <laughs> oh, he's on the way back. <laughs> no, oh. that, was, that was that curse of, uh, of of the rainbow jersey. Of course, we'll talk about this, but it's not our main news, is it? Uh, the classics have started as well. It's that time of the year to start. There's the, lots the, on. I know there's a lot on, and it's it, it's it's a lot coming up as well. Let's start with this. Eight news blood. It's it's a great classic. Uh, it's something that signals the start of the season or the start of the season, the, the classic season. Some might say the proper cycling, you know, yeah, the Flandrian, the Ardennes. Yeah, Ardens. I call it that. Uh, the, the proper season for me yeah. starts. Um, if two down under are listening, uh, <laughs> nothing I say or do right now has any reflection on exactly. your race. <laughs> on your future contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's because historically. Het Newsblad, formerly Het Volk, yeah. as it was known for many, many years, which is you know the newspaper, one of the main newspapers in Belgium, in Flanders. Mm-hmm. That was the start signified, of, yeah. yeah, the start of the classics, as you say. And How really, hard is that race? Yeah, I've raced it. Um, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's it's not as hard as Flanders. It's 70 kilometres shorter, or thereabouts. And But it is a mini tour of Flanders. And they've got a lot of pavés as well. Yeah, they, they're just a little bit nicer than like the Ruby they, ones. Yeah, effectively, I mean... Rana van Vlaanderen, and I'm, and I keep referring back to my racing era because the course has changed over the years and in the last 20 years. However, historically for a long time, the first 70 to 100 kilometres was just flat roads, no real cobbles. So Het Volk is about 200 kilometres. Flanders is 270 in the men I'm talking. Um, Het Newsblad, I should say. Now, um, so effectively it's that first mm-hmm. 70, 80 K that is taken out and yes, there's less cobbled hills, but it's compressed, you know, in, in a smaller space of time. It's earlier in the season, obviously. It's colder. Um, it's wet. I've been, it's usually wet. I've been on the Ghent train platform the day of Het mm-hmm. Newsblad, flying south for a training camp. So I wasn't racing it that year, and it started snowing. <laughs> and I was with my teammates, and we're all looking at each other saying, oh, my God, thank God we're getting out of here. And, you know, riders had to race. So, yeah. Yeah, the weather's generally a lot colder. A lot could be anything, um, but it is a great weekend. Yeah, and a great weekend for for Belgium to start with because uh, Loki Copetti uh, won the the race for the for the women's race, first Belgium to ever do it. That's huge. Yeah, and it was a massive ride by her. She she went solo. SD Works. Um, she attacked sort of ah, oh, was it fifteen k to go, maybe a bit more. She was brilliant, and she did. Yeah, she did enough, you know, to hang on and to actually sit up and enjoy it. Um, we know she's good. We know she's quality. And what I'm loving 
what we're starting to see, I feel, and look, it's been happening for a few years now, but we're starting to see the real specialists in women's in the women's elite now um, come out and mm-hmm. step up. You know, so yes, Annemiek Van Vluten. You know, is 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 there anything that she can't do, or maybe not? Yeah, my voice is the same. Yeah, exactly. But we're starting to see these specialists now step up more so, and they're getting the better of the likes of Annemiek Van Vluten. She was the defending champ. She did have a mechanical, in fairness, mm-hmm. Van Vluten, but Kapeki, I don't think any anyone was going to stop her. Um, yeah, with her win. The men race was before the women's race was after the the men race, uh, but uh, Van Bal yeah. did a, he did a Van Bal at Paris Roubaix again? Yeah, he did. He's He's something special, isn't he? He really is because he 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 attacked. He took three guys with him. You know, Yamba Visma, they were jumping on everything like a bad rash. Um, and there, it, there was a there was the I, I forgot the name, but the the guy from Arkea as well. Yeah, Lebert. Ah, um, yeah, Matisse Lebert. Lebert, yeah. Lebert. Uh, he did absolutely no work in the final, and he just got uh, he got outsmarted on one just little kick. Yeah, in I think he I think his chain slipped or something, but he wasn't yeah. he was not going to match. But to, um, to be fair, he's done so much work before because he was he was one of the first riders yes, that just came out from the start. That is a really good point. He so actually, he didn't have to work. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, that's right. He sat on that group of three, but Van Baal literally offloaded them one by one. Yeah, <laughs> he, and he didn't attack them, from what I could see. Mm-hmm. Or the, unless the cameras missed it, but he didn't attack them. He literally one by one just rode them off his wheel. I mean, we know he's a quality bike rider, uh, Van Baal, but she. So he, he did. He did something similar at Roubaix last mm. year because he's mm. the he's the defending champion for Paris Roubaix. Yeah. Uh, coming up in a, in a, in a few weeks, but uh, he was at Ineos before. He's transformed. He's now in Jumbo Visma. Yeah. But he's bringing the same sort of DNA of racing, uh, which brings me to a, a, a good question here for for Jumbo Visma. You know, for a long time we had uh, Ineos was riding this way, and that was the way we were riding X Sky and Ineos. At Yombo Visma, it seems to be a much more complete type of racing. They've got, I mean, they went into Ed News Blood with one uh, protected rider being Christophe Laporte. Laporte, they just wanted to, uh, they were, everything was Christophe, well, he was the leader. Apparently, apparently they went in. Yeah. I think I think behind closed doors. Exactly, that's what they that, totally had. That was my point. Four, that's yeah. my point. Is that apparently they just go with okay, this is our, tec- our tactic, but they seem to be just a little bit wider in their options. Yeah, I mean, is that what fifty million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly that. And look, I've I've been hearing snippets from elsewhere in the the so called um, you know debriefs and and of expert cycling you know fanatics, but. When you got 50 million euros to spend, <laughs> of course you're going to have a bunch of guys that you can put on the start line and they don't need necessarily to be domestiques. They ride an attacking style of race and it's not rocket this is not rocket science in is, my opinion. Is that old style racing? Yeah, I think it is. I really think it is. It's not you know pundits and commentators can talk it up and come up with all these analytical ways of how the racing is race and I'm not saying they're not smart. They are. So I'm not discrediting Yamba Visma or, or any of these teams or or director sport ifs for example but you know I, I tell you it'd be a good guy to, for him to be because I think he'd agree Matt White because mm-hmm. he shoots straight from the hip you you give him 50 million bucks yeah <laughs> he, he, he'll he'll buy a pretty good classics team as well at, at Jake Olula and that's what he'd say you know you got that much money to spend on these guys um or on the best riders in the peloton of course you're going to get them. So, 
yeah, you know, they proved they were they were dominant and they were jumping on everything because they were good enough. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that. of course, the not all the riders were there. There was no uh, pocket chart, for example. Yeah. Like uh, it, it was a, a reduced bunch in terms of inverted comma quality of riders. But what can we expect for Yombo and from Van Baal as well coming to Paris Roubaix? I know it's a bit far away. We yeah. we'll have time to talk about it. But have we seen something from Van Baal that sort of raised the signal and say, hey, we should look at him for a back-to-back win potentially or not? Well, I mean, one thing's for sure. He's, he'll be you know, protected rider A or the protected rider of that team. But we will know he? that. Will he? Yeah? Yeah, think so? yeah, I think he's defending champ. And of course, now that he's got, um, you know, one uh, classic yeah. win under his belt already, he, 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 he will be, I would think, the protected guy. Um you know, I, I, yeah, I, no, nothing really changes. Um, I guess they've sent a warning signal to the other teams, though, haven't they? Um, and the teams with the bigger, with the budgets as big, um, you know, yeah, there's pressure. Yeah, there's pressure from your management and sponsors because you go, <laughs> we got fifty million bucks, we haven't got a win yet. You know, is, and is, most it, of them have. But. Is it why UAE were not really present in this classic yet? Because they are the UAE tour and they are to honor yeah, the, the states. Yeah, totally. And look, isn't it interesting how you mention no Pogaccia, which you're right, but isn't it cool that we mention a Tour de France winner and guy whose focus, big focus, is the tour? Mm-hmm. Isn't it one of the classics? Ten years ago, yeah. of course they wouldn't be. That that would be that would be crazy. This year we expect Whereas him to win. Like the Pog, for, we we expect him to win, win if not more. Yeah, that, that's so, the expectation. But there's there's also I, I'm not sure if I if I'm dreaming this or there was a murmur that he will not be on the Flanders start line this year. He's going to forego Flanders. Remember he was mm-hmm. trying to win it last year. He sort of really messed up the sprint in the end. Finished. I think he was fourth in the end. Was yes, he? Tr- he should have been yeah. at least second. Yeah. Um, but no, probably no Pog. So I think he's. Smartening, yeah, and I think maybe the team is saying, "Mate, you want to win everything, great. We want you to as well. But the main one we want to win is this, and it's in July, and you missed it. You missed the mark last year, not by much, but let let's forego a couple of these other ones. And you're right, they had to go to UAE. You know, when when yep. when you got a nation that's paying your bills. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important that you turn up and, and get the job done. And they did well as well. Yates won they a did. couple of stages. Oh, stage, won one stage, won the final stage. Remco won the overall. Plappy second yep. overall. Almost, I won't say unnoticed, but the big talk was about Yates winning again on on that climb. Uh, Jabal Hafid. But I'm not going to say it, but if, if you can go back and watch the footage in Arabic, it's worth it's worth every 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 dirham. The commentary is crazy. It's it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Mate. It's right like, up there. Uh, yeah, it's up there. It's like, is it uh, sort of like the Colombian football commentators? Yeah, it's it's up there. Go, like it's uh, <laughs> you you would think they just win the Olympics, but uh, <gasps> really, I'm not I'm not saying it's well, only it's, the UAE tour, but it's worth Olympics. It. So there's know. something to uh, to learn, Maka, on this commentary. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, maybe maybe that's how we need to yeah. change our our, our style. Uh, just staying on a theme for Yombo uh, Visma, Wood van Aert just announced that he's changed his program. So he's on the training camp uh, somewhere. He's, well, he's effectively starting his road season yes, later. Exactly. Yeah. So he's delayed his road season start, meaning he's not going to be a Stradi Bianca. Um, what can we read? Anything in there? Uh, the, the fact that he changed his program no, this uh, late or it, not? It's interesting because you sort of feel like he's already been racing because of the cyclocross yeah. worlds, etc. Mm-hmm. And he has. No, I think he's just like, need to cool the jets. 
he'd love to be there. But they've got to prioritise. Even these guys, as good as they are, at some point you have to prioritise. All it means is getting get to Flanders, Roubaix, fit and healthy, he'll be a hard man to beat as well, mm-hmm. you think. Especially so. if Buggy's not here. Yeah, yeah, that's so? right. Yeah, yeah. Can this be a reaction of if, if I, I haven't seen, but if Pog is not here for for Flanders, can this be also a reaction from him saying, "Look, I'm not going to go straight to Bianca. I'm not going to blow any bullets straight away because then, therefore, I'm even more of a of a, a favorite for for Flanders." Yeah, yeah. I don't think he doesn't think he won't be. He wouldn't be thinking about whether Pog's racing it or not as much mm-hmm. as anywhere the Pog I'm just goes. being the devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Vanderpool is still here, though. Yeah, Vanderpool and all the others. You know, there's so many other riders that can win. And there'll be a couple of newbies this year, I think. The new young guns that'll st- step up. Um, I like don't know you have, did a few years ago. I feel, I don't know, post-COVID, and you know, we had a whole season last year post-COVID. I feel the sport is settling a lot more this year yeah. than it was last year. I mean, we still, last year we were still in the, the furry of... Sort of, of franticness. Yeah, it was a yeah. bit frantic. You we're not too sure what to expect and so on. It's sort of, it's now become big, more as normal, in a way. I don't know, am, am, as, I, am I stupid? Or? No, no, I'm sort of with you. And I think... I think we'll all agree that, you know, the the two main COVID years, the racing was incredible. And for you as yeah. fans listening to this, I'm sure you'd agree, sitting at home, I mean, we had nothing else to do. <laughs> so there wasn't much competition out there in the world. But um, I do like it now that it, I feel like, yeah, the season's, it's it's back into its rhythm. It's yeah. normal rhythm, I guess, is what we could say. And you know, the two COVID years, the racing was all over the place because it wasn't in its normal time slots. Yeah, even the calendar changed. Now races have come back fully, like even the January in Australia that we talked about. You know, that that's the first year it's been back. So I feel like you're right. This year is going to be the first full season of racing and some. And some. Yeah. And particularly, when I say and some, particularly in the women's mm-hmm. because they're, they're, their races are getting more days added. Obviously, the women's tour will be back again. The, the Vuelta Feminista that you yep. mentioned to me, mm-hmm. uh, that's changed names, really just a name change to Feminista rather than uh, Sedatizit. Seven stages. Yes. So we're seeing, you know, it's it's not a grand tour, but it's a proper stage race, you know, which starts to replicate the Women's Tour de France as yep. well. So so I think things like that are going to really complement yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we go and look at what's ahead, uh, Tour of Ronda was uh, just on and just yes. finished. It's a race owned by ASO, so the organizers of the Tour de France and the Vuelta and, and of course, Paris Roubaix and so on. Uh, it's an interesting race, Tour of Ronda, because uh, there's always a great battle, but Eritrean cycling, so it's not Guermet as one, but Eritrean cycling is really on the up and mm. they've been dominating that Tour of Ronda for the last four or five years and yeah. they won it again. They did, and the crowds were huge. I mean, you ah, saw huge. some of the vision. Yeah. Froomey was there. How and how Froomey relaxed. was there complaining about disc break, which is nobody does. Yeah, yeah. As well. <laughs> well, he had two flats and crashed, and he, oh, geez, geez, the media jumped all over. I know, that, I know. I'm just teasing. They? I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> but he, he, I did see a couple of clips with Froomey, and because I think he helped fund a pump track there yep. uh, before the start, he was so he looked so happy. And he and even oh, he's a nearly of home. Posts, yeah, he's nearly home, mate. That's, That's right. right. And he and it was. And that I, is probably probably his home Grand Tour. Yeah, and not it, far from it. He felt like he was having, or it seemed like he was having so much fun. And there was one little comment, and he said he was getting interviewed or something, and he said, "In the next so many years, 
African cycling is going to explore. Well, 2025, the UCI yeah. World Championship are in Rwanda. So that's imagine, exactly where. Can you imagine the crowds? It's going to be massive. It will be. Massive. Absolutely. But we want to go to that one, don't we? Uh, let's talk that to the boss. Cool. Let's talk to the boss. I think so. We should. But I mean, the Tour of Rwanda is very uh, interesting. And, uh, and of course, the, the Eritrean cycling, we saw it with Garmay or Garmay mm. or, uh, in, in the last couple of years, how he's, he's really came into that scene and brought with him yeah. uh, a couple of other riders with him as well. So there's a real vibe around Well, around that's this. it. You talk about, you know, superstars inspiring the next gen in their nation, Gautamay, and, and then the ones that follow him. So it, it's, it's true. It is going to explode. It already has, but it's going to explode probably tenfold in the next five to ten years. Um, hey, uh, another race on Grand Camino. You know what I was thinking? Grand Camino. Mm-hmm. What's that Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah, Grand Torino. <laughs> Grand Torino. <laughs> I was thinking, Grand Camino, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, so yeah, Clint Eastwood is not there. Uh, Jonas Vingegaard, though, he did win yeah. that tour. Um, That's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. Early days, he's showing that his level is right there. Because you explained to me once, uh, for the people that are not so uh, uh, au fait in terms of the, the, the cycling peaks and so on, it's important to start well, mm. peak, and then after that you go a quiet time, then you can peak again for the for the Grand Tour. Yeah. So it's important to have this early peak so that you can... Sh- and I think for morale and confidence. Yeah, in the form. And also, what what people, I, I believe anyway, someone like Vingegaard and, and, and the Pog and these guys, you know, they're probably not peaking. But their level is so high, yeah. they can win these smaller races, you know, just on at, at you know in third gear. So they're not. He's obviously not in his Tour de France mm-hmm. form. Neither is the Pog, and the Pog won three stages of Andalusia and the overall. But what we're seeing is, you know, two of the guys that are going to challenge. Probably there was a. Uh, I'm just going uh, something that uh, probably Matthew Kinnan will enjoy, but uh, mm. uh, a slight diversion via tennis. But uh, Gilles Simon, French player that just retired, yeah. had, a, had a whole argument about how Djokovic, you know, we all complain, oh, Djokovic won the Australian Open again, he's so dominating, he's, everybody's peed off about it, but all he does, Djokovic, is play to his own level. Yeah, basically he plays to his own level. It's down to the others to come and play to his level. Yeah, totally. At the minute, we shouldn't complain because no. Djokovic not winning the Australian Open is not his level. His level is winning the Australian Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same with these guys. You know, yeah, when they yeah, turn exactly up to a race, that. when it's, they turn up to a race, it's to win it. Exactly. They can that. Win it. And and look, ever since probably the Cadell Evans era, yeah. that sort of era of guys, I don't know if they started at those GC guys, but you know, when Cadell won the tour that year. He was good in March. Mm-hmm. He was good in April. He was mm-hmm. good in May. And then he was good at the tour. Obviously, he won the tour. Wiggins, so it's on. It's a so level on. thing. Yeah, Chris Froome, all those guys. So, what we're going to see is a really good battle between the Pog and Vingago at Paris Nice. Um, alert, promo yeah. alert, uh, because they are both on the start list. So, yeah. that mm-hmm. is going to be good. I know you're waiting for it. I'll play Julian this again. Philippe, c'est un double champion du monde qui lance le sprint maintenant. Julian Philippe va s'imposer. Victoire pour la première fois de sa carrière. À nouveau, eh bien, Julian Philippe, renoue avec le succès. Alain Philippe won the Ardèche Classic. Ahead of Godu. Ahead of Godu. Is he going, is he going to be it? Very nice. I don't I know. I haven't. I'm not, no. 
The start list isn't fully out yet. The reason why I want to play this and I just want to have a quick chat about it is mm. because he's been under pressure. He's been world champion twice. He's been under pressure, didn't really deliver under the, the world champion jersey like pretty much everybody else has mm. done. There's a certain curse, a curse. Uh, going for it as well. But nine months it took him to, to win another uh, race, uh, a classic. Uh, Okay, I get your point. He's not the biggest classic in the world, but he's one ahead of Godu, which yep. Godu is getting and is now the outright leader of FDJ. Okay, we are early in the season, but Alain Philippe is under pressure from his own boss. Uh, he's been putting pressure on his neck or not? Ah, well, he has. Lefebvre. He has, Lefebvre. He does that to a lot of his riders when he wants to either, you know, slice their contracts or... So, I mean, it's good. We We... Well, I think I don't think there's too many people that don't like Alaphilippe in cycling because of what he brings as a, as an athlete and his charisma. I've waited and, nine months to bring something else. Where he's yeah, winning. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll he, he he is going to win this year. He's going to do something big. I think anyway. I think he'll he'll get his mojo back. And good to see him win. Another rider I want to just throw out there, Caleb Ewan. Yes, good point. Yeah, and uh, where is he at? Well, that's it. That's that's. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to fuel something that's not there. It's just simply a question. And I'd ask him if we had him on because, you know, I guess my question around it is the lifespan of the modern day sprinter in yes. the sweet spot. How long does it last? Caleb's won a bunch of stages at the Tour. He's won a bunch at the Giro. Uh, he's won a bunch of bike races. He's had, he won the Schwalbe Classic at Tour Down Under, which was that street race prior. He didn't win the he didn't win a stage there. Mm-hmm. He was at UAE. He didn't win a stage there. He was in the mix. Now there's only that, one that, winner. We know that. With yeah, the sprinters. That, that's the thing. He's, he's he's kind of always in the mix, though. He's not. He's not. But they 50th. need to win. They need to win, mm-hmm. don't they? They need to win. And Lotto Destiny and not in the World Tour. Caleb, you know, by all accounts, they will be at the Tour de France. They are. Yep. He could go to the Tour and win four stages. And this discussion now means nothing. But he could go to the Tour and not win a stage. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, what does that mean for him and what does it mean for his future? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I want to see him win. I'm a fan of his. I'm, you know, most, I think any Aussie commentator is or any Aussie sort of person in that bubble is. He's, I like him on and off the bike. But I, I'm just putting that question out there. Where's he at? Yeah. And is he going to deliver this year and I'll be looking forward to seeing his race calendar up to the tour. Will he go and do the first week or 10 days of the Giro that he's done previously or will he skip it and focus purely on the tour? And, you know, there's sprinters popping up. There's young sprinters coming up, you know, even for Australian. There Mm, is Caden Groves. He's starting to, you know, step up. You've got other, there's a couple of other sprinters even at Caleb's team. Lotto and and Kedan Grove is an instru- interesting one because he's changed team over, over the, the yeah. season. He's now with um, yeah. Alpas in the Greek. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one as well because he's, he's, not, he's not protected because he's Australian in an Australian team. He's got value. He's got a certain value and he's delivering as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting one. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's the sprinters game. We talk about the GC world, the sprinters world, you're actually expected to win. Is it more. rougher? Is it rough? Is it rough? Well, in the last 200 metres, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're expected to win more. That's, that's you know, that's logic. There's, there's there's more flat stages than there are GC tours. That's the fact. And so a sprinter, you win two bike races, that's that's not good enough. 
for the likes of Caleb Ewan, these guys are expected to win more, and they expect that themselves. I'm sure Caleb does. So, and the the the. Um, they are that the competition br- is almost more, you could say. Yeah, but they are that breed of riders where a second placing is not good. Oh, you totally. know, other riders, oh, I finished second here. Good, you finished second at Ardesh. She's like, yeah, probably I'm great fine. Ride, great Yeah, great, yeah, great, great day That's out. right. It's a different sort yeah. of a feel. GC riders are expected to win big, but win less. You know? And, and yeah, mm-hmm. there's only one winner at the Tour de France, and that to get to that top step is incredibly tough. You know, it's a whole 12-month program. And to stay at that top step is yeah. even harder. So, yeah, let's let's watch Caleb closely. I know we will. We're going to, you know, and, he, and let's face it, he, he's a, like like Cadell, like Richie, Caleb is that draw card for SBS, isn't he? Yeah, he's for us at the Tour de France. He's for us at the races that we, um, the big tours, we want him at the Giro because he, he's a draw card. You know, and Tour Down Under where the big crowds are. When we when I announce all the big stars on the stage, when I announce Caleb Ewan, he gets as big or bigger cheer than anyone else mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So he he is a big draw card. Um, so he's expected to you know he he wants to deliver, and I reckon the team you know they'll be they've got their faith in him. But but the thing in that game though, and then we finish on this. But the thing in that game is is only a winning streak away from feeling amazing. Oh. He's, he's, he wins three in a row, then that's it. We we, we just pack up this I discussion he, done. I remember he won, won when he won at the tour. Might have been the first year he won his stages. Yeah, he it was hard to it win was the like first stage one. Stage ten. Yeah, exactly. And then he won three. Yeah, and he won on the Champs Elysees. When you unlock, like, when you unlock the door. Oh wow, wow! He just he just he just ate the whole buffet. Yeah, unlocked the door, walked in, and just helped himself. A bit like me, <laughs> was... a bit like me with the press buffets. That's another legendary. Oh, I can't wait for those. <laughs> we, we missed those last yes, year. Yes, we did. We did. We, we did. have to do something about that. Nah, absolutely. Right? Where to work? We're working too hard. I, I think you know what we'll do. We'll uh, tell me if you want catch peloton, but we'll do stories around this. We need to make content around this I so that at so. least we can just go and around and, the pate. We got yeah. subheadings. Yeah, exactly. Pate, <laughs> ch- I'm thinking. Fromage. I'm thinking of creating something. Uh, I'm going to say it here. So it's snack of the day. Snack I want to do a snack of the day. Let's have a look what's uh, what France has to offer. Uh, a snack a day, and I can bring you this with a story behind everything. Well, snack of the day, you have to go regional too. Yes, exactly. Like if we're up in Brittany, it's yeah, oysters. crepe. Oh, crepe, crepe. crepe. Well, oysters crepe, no. oysters. <laughs> crepe for dessert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're diverting. Uh, yeah. the, the, going, going back to France, though, Paris-Nice is uh, just around the corner. You are commentating this every single night. Can I tell you uh, what is coming up in Paris-Nice? A lot of this is on. I can SBS. tell you what's not coming up. Bernard is not coming up. But we'll talk about this. <laughs> uh, Bernal. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. We'll get to that in a sec. Paris this Sunday. It's at the beautiful hour of ten past one a.m. Yeah, perfect. We kick off. <laughs> <laughs> so it is like it is like ones, but hey, catch peloton, especially here in Australia. Hey, you when know, you love you know cycling, when you love cycling, the clock doesn't count. The clock does not count. So Paris kicks off this Sunday. I'll be on with Kino. Looking forward to that. Strata Bianca. 4th of March. This mm-hmm. is what's on in March. Strata Bianca, men and women, 4th of March. Milan San Remo, first monument, 18th. Catalonia in Spain, two up, starts on the 20th. Ghent Wevelgem for the women is on the 26th. Ronda van Drenthe for the women is on the 11th, I think. And Alfredo Binder also, which is World Tour for the women, is on the 19th. That is what is on in March. 
It was a lot on. That's when we started this podcast saying, oh, I feel the season has properly started. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is it, isn't it? It's, it's full noise now. So um, Paris-Nice itself, uh, what can we expect from Paris-Nice? Because uh, it's, it's always a tricky race to predict. There's always a lot can happen in, in just a, a few days. Well, as when we talk about the, the sprinters, for them it's important to you know get a big win on the calendar in a tour. But for the GC guys, this is the first real battle of the year for the GC guys that are going to the Tour de France. Um, you'll get you'll get most of the Tour de France guys that will do Paris-Nice. The Giro riders generally will do Tirreno-Adriatico, which almost coincides. It overlaps slightly, finishes just before Milan-San uh, yeah, Remo. So they're both a build-up to that first monument, but definitely the Tour de France guys. I mentioned Vingigo, the Pog. There'll be a bunch of others that will be there, but there will be no Bernal. Yes. Which is, uh, that's a shame. It's a shame because uh, he's done so and so, and I reiterate, so much work over the last couple of years to mm. come back after his uh, near-fatal crash, let's let's say it this way. Um, and he's just got a nagging injury. Just that, He crashed you know, in San Juan yeah. in Argentina, and it just isn't, yeah, his knee just flared up. Gee, I hope, gee, I hope we see him back. Uh, and, and I hope, I know it's, this is almost um, selfish. Isn't it just good that he is back racing? Mm-hmm. But I want to see him back at his best because he deserves that. And as you say, all the work that he's put in. So I hope we, I hope we see him back, but he will not be at Paris-Nice. Where, where is Javain going to be? Adriatico, Paris-Nice, do we know? Uh, good question. I would think Adriatico because he's going to the Giro. Mm-hmm. So I would think Adriatico. Yeah. He well, had to withdraw. He had some knee soreness. Yeah, exactly. He that's what That's, that's what makes me think of him. Yes, 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 yes. But so, I'll, he, look, his schedule could change now because of that. But I would think he would be at uh, Tirreno. Which would yeah. be nice. Yeah, be absolutely. Yeah. Anything else, Michael? I think we went well, through the whole list. we covered most of it. Um... You know, we talked about the uh, lot of Capecchi. Uh, the other one who's going really well, Bastianelli. She just won Les in and she was second in Omloop Het, uh, Van Het Hageland, the former world champ. So mm-hmm. she's on some good form as well. Um, yes. One I will flag the French uh, flag as well is Cordon Rago. Yes. Uh, because she finished third in Etnu Bird, but uh, she came so close to one uh, at a health major issue she had a stroke yes, uh, she had yes. a major stroke and uh, and having her back here uh, so quickly yeah, it's super crazy. impressive secondly uh, secondly you'll see how good she is with a, a glass of beer as well because she makes it oh, down <laughs> yeah, on the podium oh, yeah, don't is you that... love the Belgian races they <laughs> yeah, give you the, the she just glass. went <laughs> Slammed it. Yeah, slammed it just first. Wow. And thirdly, she was part of those riders that were uh, not able to go through the uh, next step of the Etape Hotel. Uh, or, so the... Um, uh, BNB, the BNB hotel teams, ah, uh, and she yeah, had to yeah, switch. Yeah, so man. she's found a, a professional team at the last minute. So uh, yeah. big shout out to her, I think. Shout out to her. Yeah, that's a yeah big shout out. And um, of, just of the Aussie women, the best result that I can sort of see in the last sort of three weeks, as in since the Euro mm-hmm. season has started, Loretta Hansen was ninth in um, Hageland. That's a good result for her, top ten. Uh, so well done to Loretta. She's yeah. um, she's and. She, I, I think of her as a bit of a classics rider. She'll probably play a real strong domestic role um, for a sort of team leaders and captains, but 
good good result for her. Absolutely. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast for this week. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast, as you know, on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, I hope you enjoy Paris over the next week, uh, and it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.